everybody, let's have ten minutes to ogle this monkey. Alright, we good? Okay, the monkey's gonna do monkey stuff. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the Creative Title Podcast, brought to you by us over at AtoZHorror.com and by the Phantom Podcast Network. Take a minute and head on down to downrightcreepy.com slash phantom and check out all the other awesome shows the network has to offer. For example, uh, you could definitely check out the This Might Sound Crazy show, uh, which most recently took a look at some of the monsters from Native American lore, and they get a lot crazier than I was expecting, so that was really cool. Uh, for now, though, you're here with us. I'm Jack, and I'm back this week. Do you guys, do you guys miss me? Eh, eh. <laughs> I'm also fresh off of traveling for 36 straight hours from New Zealand and getting pneumonia. So uh, I'm going to cough a lot. Uh, every time I laugh, I cough, and so it's going to be a good one. <laughs> Four out of ten. <laughs> yeah, it'll be pretty solid. Uh, sitting to my right, though, is Jake. You slime, you filth, I'm going to take you to pieces. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is uh, a mentally deficient puke. It's Mark. That's me. For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. This week we had to call an audible because of what a fucking hipster Jake is. Nah. Um, and so we will be uh, watching and reviewing 1988's, I think? Yes. Monkey Shines, colon, An Experiment in Fear. We'll get to that soon, which will be a lot of fun. But first, we've got to do the getting drunk part. Uh, and when we do, and talk about it, we will be spoiling the movie. I forgot about the spoilers. I'm a little off my game today, boys, but it's, it's okay. okay. you gone. Spoilers. There will be spoilers for Monkey Shines. Yes. True. Okay. So on that score, let's do Beers wow. for Fears. Mark, what are your beers for these fears? I think this is the last week I'm going to be able to use this excuse, but I'm still chugging through the beers that I have. How could this How possibly this be true? Possible? We bought like an extra hundred beers, and it's only been a month. How is this possible? Okay. Anyways, um, not. I'll admit off the top, not the best connection. I'm drinking a Ruination IPA by Stone, because uh, you know, like this, this monkey really ruins this guy's life, man. You know what I mean? <coughs> you mailed it in. Yeah, is what I you mean. That's a real phone in. I don't yeah. care. This is a good beer, and and wow. it's a double IPA, so eight and a half percent. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, I award you no points. Eh, yeah, I'm used to that. Mm-hmm. Can I get at least I am, two points? Uh, one for each IPA. Yes. Okay. You get two points. Yay! Out of ten. <laughs> I'll take it. Okay. Next. In in light of my uh, recent pneumonia uh, diagnosis, or, or maybe diagnosis, I, I'm <laughs> going a little bit on the healthy side with my drink of choice this week, but I did tie it into the goddamn movie, because I'm a professional. Eh. So Pro I am drinking uh, some Brass Monkeys. Brass Monkey. Okay. That's actually a really solid move. <laughs> That's funky monkey. <laughs> Thank you. So it's it's curing me. It's getting me drunk. It's doing all the things I like Brass all at once. Monkey. Junkie. And Jake. Jake's singing Brass Monkey. Funky <laughs> yeah. Monkey. Jake, what are you drinking? Uh, what do you think I'm drinking? Golden I think monkey. you're drinking fucking a disgusting beer. No, it's not disgusting at all. It's a great <laughs> beer. It's super high in alcohol, and it's like one of the best bang for your buck beers you can get, dude. Belgian Triple, Victory Brewings, Golden Monkey. It's tremendous. Listener, drink it. Drink a lot of it. It'll get you. It'll knock your dick in the dirt. Or it vagina. tastes like nothing but cumin. Thank you for keeping that gender neutral. I think our listeners appreciate that. Yeah, I had to. Yeah. <laughs> what do we do next? I forget. 
Are you fucking kidding me? I forget a little bit. One week and and you're just so oh. We we usually talk about what's been rocking our horror worlds, but yes. because of Jake's hipsterdom, we're also doing this differently too. No, it's not. Yeah. Uh, my hipsterdom did not cause George Romero to die, motherfucker. It might have. It's causing me to die. There's a butterfly effect thing here, but yeah, I don't know in what world your hipsterdom gave him lung cancer. That would be a hard he one did, to connect. Ju- but yeah, George Romero tragically died. Um, yeah, and we're super late to the game on it because of the way we record these, but we didn't want to do nothing. I would say. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, you got to give it a respectful amount of time just in case he does come back as a zombie. It's That's true. a good point. It's yeah. Valid. Yeah. So now we're pretty Plus sure we're not, the we're zombie not trying thing to ex- has sailed. And we're not trying to exploit the man. No. True. We're trying to Evans honor know. him. Yeah. So, Jake, uh, what has been rocking your horror world Romero-wise? I watched Night of the Living Dead. I mean, I took the lowest nice. of the hanging fruits, the most a classic. classic of the classics. This movie's public yep. domain, man. I mean, I think that is it, that is it really? Yeah, Jesus that's kind of Christ. actually. You should like look up the history of how this became public domain. It's remarkable. There were like three name changes as they were making the movie, and they forgot to like cross the T or dot the I when they finally settled on Night of the Living Dead, so it entered public domain. <laughs> wow, <laughs> hurts. But it was also like a huge help because so many more people can access it. Um, so as far as the genre is concerned, it's like the best thing that could have happened, I guess. And I don't think that yeah. he was all that much worse off for it either. Um, this movie is like one of the perfect horror movies. Um, it's really like a middle point between classic horror and modern horror. You have a lot of like really crazy, at least for the time. This is, movie was made in 1968. Things going on. You have a black man in the lead role, which is totally unheard of at the time. You have... For like for the time, really graphic depictions of violence, and it kind of introduced the concept of the flesh-eating zombie. It's certainly not the first zombie movie, but it kind of takes them to another level. At the same time, though, it's in black and white and has that low-budget quality that is more reminiscent of much older chiller-style movies, so it's a very yeah. weird balance that ultimately I think the movie is much better off for having. Uh, I revisit that one at least once a year. It's one of my favorites of all time. You, you can't go wrong revisiting it. It's a classic. And and to your point, I mean, we call these kind of zombies Romero zombies, right? They're so this is a, a type of zombie that exists now. It's a yeah. subgenre of zombie. Yeah. And because of this movie. Mm-hmm. Well, Fucking and, and the seven other of the dead movies that are out there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to pick that movie, uh, but I was pretty sure one of you two would, so I didn't uh, try <laughs> well, to mix things up a little bit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we specifically told you not to pick that movie, but you can take that on your own if that's whatever. Sure. I honestly don't remember that, but I was pretty feverish <laughs> when we were having that discussion. So, uh, um, And you're on the other I side watched, of the planet. So. Yes, I was. Uh, I watched The Crazies. Yeah, good choice. Which is the, uh, the horror sci-fi one. It's pretty great. This movie is bananas. There's a lot of fucking shit happening in this movie, but it's a fucking blast, right? This is like a post-apocalyptic or, or I guess, pending apocalyptic movie. Um, disaster going on. There's a few different factions of bad guys, and you're not sure who to trust, including the government, like the military at some point, because they're all have their shoot-to-kill orders. So it's mm-hmm. just, yeah. it's got a lot going on. The acting is, mm, but... The movie's great. It's it's another classic. It's uh, I don't think it it belongs in the pantheon with Night of the Living Dead. Excuse me, but uh, I do it's think not, it's uh, definitely. Yeah, it's not all that far removed from Night of the Living Dead, is it? It was only a few years later. It was seventy three that this one came out. Okay, yeah. So I mean, five years or what have you. I'm not here to do yeah. math. It, 
Yeah. Yeah, and then that one sprung a sequel, obviously. Have or not a sequel, seen... a fucking remake. Yeah, remake, have you yeah. seen the remake? Yes. I have been, I have seen the remake, um, and I have been, I don't remember the remake all that well. I've been reluctant to rewatch the remake. I remember it being not particularly terrible, so I'll just, I'd like to keep was... that in my head. Fine. Certainly not great. It was good. definitely an Andy Dalton <laughs> line movie. Yeah. Yes. That's a very good descriptor of it. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was so unoffensive, but so milk toast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> milk toast as far as just like grunge horror goes. But yeah. the, the original is decidedly not milk toast. Sure. Okay. It's pretty wild. Um, it's also, I think, interesting for one of the early Romero movies that didn't get chopped all to shit by the studio. So, and then recut. Yeah, we can we can talk about that. I think Monkey Shines is basically one of the few examples of that. That's not a very common occurrence. Most of Romero's filmmaking was him retaining total creative control, as far as I'm aware. Actually, actually, okay, I, actually as a result of Monkey Shines. <laughs> well, because, see, I know there's there's Monkey Shines, and then uh, what's the, uh, the Season of the Witch, right? That movie was an entirely different movie until the studio took it from him, cut out right. half of the goddamn movie. And marketed it to softcore porn. <laughs> <laughs> they know what sells, man. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, I don't know much about the history of the season of the witch, so I guess I can't comment. But um, so I, I, maybe it was just because of that and uh, and monkey shines. But I kind of got the impression that that's happened on a few of his movies. All right, I, I did notice. Uh, where where actually did you watch this? Where did I watch the crazies? The crazies yeah, uh, Google Play, I think. Oh, okay. I, I think it was uh, freely available on Amazon. It wasn't in Australia or New Zealand, uh, whichever one I was in. All right. Well, <laughs> to be clear, I was in New Zealand, uh, but I was also in Australia for a brief period and in the airport transitory period. So I had to stay overnight at an airport hotel in Australia, and I watched a few movies in that hotel. Did you go on like some level of spirit quest? I went on several levels of spirit quest. How do you think I got pneumonia? <laughs> Okay, yeah, exactly. Spirit pneumonia. Things got weird. Your spiritual lungs are full of fluid right now. Exactly. Mark, how about you? What has been rocking your Romero horror world? I watched Creepshow, uh, which is actually, nice. I hadn't ever seen it. I uh, For some reason, I managed to completely be unaware of anthology films in their entirety until I saw uh, Trick or Treat. I'm kind of with you, Trick man. Or treat. <laughs> Trick or Treat. In like 2007 or something. Um <coughs> So yeah, I, I mean, Creepshow has obviously been around for a long time. It's one of the classic Romero films, but I had never really seen it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm really happy I took that dive. Sure, it's it's a strange one. There's there's zombies in like three different segments for virtually right. no reason. <laughs> <laughs> so there's okay, I, we we can do a quick rundown. There's there's five segments here, and it's all based off of. Um, like the the frame narrative is that this kid is reading a horror comic book that his dad takes away and throws in the garbage and shit. So it's like oh, each yeah, of man. these the zoom in zoom out things are all comic book like fucking parents just don't understand. They really don't. Aaron Carter, he knows what's up. Oh, Nick Carter, Jesus. one of the two. I was doing the Will Smith rap. Oh, is that Will <sighs> Fuck. Is that not Will Smith? Did you think that was it's definitely not Aaron fucking Carter. Mm. We'll have to do a fact check on that in the middle of our Romero segment. Um, I think you guys should bet. <laughs> I will bet, Mark, any amount I'm of here to any movies bet. or anything that it isn't Nick or Aaron Carter. I keep losing. 
Uh, you that's... keep losing at deals, and you just don't want to make a deal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's okay. Let's. Mm, this is early in the show to introduce the scarecrow, but I'm doing a fact check right now. Okay, so I'll I'll admit defeat on this one. The song I was thinking of was the Lil Romeo and Nick Carter version, not or Nick Cannon, not Aaron Carter. Nick Carter. Uh, version of of what song, Mark? Uh, parents just don't understand. Uh, By whom? Uh, yeah, Original? I mean you know Nick Cannon, Nick Carter, Aaron Carter. They're all. It, it was all just on Nickelodeon. You're you still know? not getting to the heart of the matter. Mark, even if you had getting, gotten the name right, the song is not by them. The song is by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. But they do do a cover of it, which is the one I was familiar with. <laughs> that doesn't make you right. That's I, I I was not doubting that Will Smith had a did it. My question was whether or not there was a version that included Aaron Carter. This is asinine. There Mark, is talk about Creepshow. <laughs> <laughs> Hard hitting horror analysis. Talk about creep show. My mom started bugging with the clothes she chose. I didn't say nothing at first. I just turned to my nose. Creep show. So there's five segments and they're all basically equally absurd. The first one's Father's Day, where a zombie is obsessed with getting cake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the one thing that's really notable about this segment is it's Ed Harris is like a 30 year old. I am basically only familiar with that guy from his role in The Rock and at at his sixty year old self. Mm-hmm. So seeing what it's always fun to see like super young actors that you know is like the the old men. It's weird. Sure. He was. Did, he also looks suspiciously like Viggo Mortensen. <laughs> oh, that's where that message came from. Okay, that makes more sense now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I probably yeah I may have sent a text out to that effect. <clears throat> The the second segment was also pretty straightforward, but uh, <coughs> I would say this is easily the most unique of the of the whole uh, sure. anthology. But you basically have a guy getting attacked by grass. True to a, form. A true guy. form. Uh, what do you mean the guy? You, there's the main guy. He gets attacked by grass. Stephen King. Okay. Yes. Meteor shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a meteor full of hydro seed, and shit goes bananas. In any case, I I would say this one, more than anything else, showcases Romero's sense of humor. Something Mm -hmm. that, I mean, something that permeates all of his films, I would say for the most part, is there's some level of wonky humor commentary thing happening in the background. Um, And you get that in spades in the second segment. The third one is Leslie Nielsen, um, also R.I.P., I'm used to seeing him in the, like, Naked Gun movies, <laughs> so seeing him as this weird uh, kidnapping serial killer dude is Yeah, a lot of, like, the awesome. vengeful side was different. Yes, yeah. This is a super cool segment. I think this is was my favorite of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if you watch just one, skip to the third Leslie Nielsen in full force segment. Yeah. Um, the fourth one was, I guess, the monster flick, the creature feature of, of the thing. It's... Um, Basically, I don't want to give too much away. There's a crate. Yeah, don't give, don't spoil it. Yeah, it just there's something things. in a crate. Yes, uh, and the last one would be the psychological horror du jour. Uh, if you are afraid of bugs, this is and the gross one for out you. flick. Uh, yeah, to a certain that, extent. There's dude, it's there's grosser disgusting, things. Man, I hate the last segment of this one. It's uh, gross. If I guess if, I mean if you don't like bugs, then I could see yeah, that. Yeah, I don't really like bugs, so there okay, you go. Bugs don't bother me at all. Okay, well they bothered me. So there you have it. There's the quick rundown of Creepshow. I, I think it's worth a watch if you haven't seen it. If you like anthology horror, this is one of the grandpappies. 
Absolutely. Uh, so give that one a watch. Nice. Yeah, it's classic. Even though I've only nice. ever seen it this one time. <laughs> wow. Yep. Wah, wah. Yeah. So R.I.P. Mr. Romero. We will further honor you by talking about Monkey Shines. Yeah. The best. As we get to the deep feature cuts. presentation. That's why it gets the feature because it's the best. Such a hipster. <laughs> Over at ADZHorror.com this week, we watched 1988's Monkey Shines, colon, An Experiment in Fear. Uh, Jake, this was your Audible pick after... My Audible, yeah. Yeah, after you couldn't pick Dead Alive. Nope, what? not Dead Alive. Well, Fuck. yes, Brain Dead slash yeah. Dead Alive. Yes, okay, cool, yeah. You couldn't pick that, and despite my uh, diplomatic efforts as an envoy, I even went down to New Zealand to see if I could meet with uh, Peter Jackson and get a copy for us. Yeah, broke No such piece. luck. Yeah, yeah, you were just a little late. Just a little late. We so, were not uh, about we, to pay $40 for a DVD. No, no. Um, so instead, you uh, you just picked a new one, new movie. Yeah. And uh, I, did you pick this, I assume, because uh, George Romero's passing? Yeah, we basically decided that off-air, Mark and I, we didn't even consult you, that we were going to do a somewhat a George A. Romero-type show, in what shape or form, we weren't really sure, and I knew I needed to re-pick, so I just decided why not pick one of his. Um, look. And you went with Monkey Shines. I went with Monkey Shines. Um, it's replacing what was my guilty pleasure pick. I repeatedly called it my wild card pick last episode. <laughs> um, it's replacing a guilty pleasure pick. And look, it's a bit tough for me and I'm not going to take blame for kind of mixing that up because when you're perfect, like me, you don't have a lot of <laughs> pleasures that can be considered guilty. So wow. You really because they're just objectionable. You really, you, re- you, you really have to go out on, a, you really have to go out on a limb, Mark, which I did. For the team. For the team. Can we cut okay. his mic? He's <laughs> getting talking absurd. forever. Yeah. It's just but filibustering his own damn episode. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll get into this movie in a little bit and, uh, and all that goes along with that. But first, Jake, you picked this movie and you know what that means. 30 seconds are on the goddamned clock. It's going to start when you start. Hit us with a 30 second plot synopsis. Okay, so dude alert. Meet Alan. He's an aspiring athlete, all-around dreamboat. He enjoys long walks on the beach and ballistic stretching in his birthday suit and shoving bricks into backpacks and jogging up hills. He gets hit by a truck. Bam, quadriplegic. Naturally, he's very sad, tries to commit suicide, so one of his good friends, Geoffrey, gets him a monkey. It's going to be his assistant. It makes him happy, but he starts to realize there's some sort of weird psychological negative connection going on. Monkey begins killing everyone in his life, and he has to take drastic measures to get his own sanity back. Time. Wow. You kind of nailed it. You kind of nailed it. Well, you kind of nailed the first half of the movie. Now... But the rest of it is just kind of like a devolution. Is I thought Jeffrey was his brother. Jeffrey, I think, is just his friend. Yeah, they're just G- okay. Geoffrey calls him Ace, though, and that's cool. That is pretty cool. Like Geoffrey the giraffe. Yeah, just like that. Yes. Yeah, it's a magical relationship, frankly. One of many in this movie that I would consider magical. They are good friends. It's about a man and his monkey. Man, that. Oh God, and, I'm so excited to talk about and this the movie. psychic connection connection betwixt them. Yeah. Tale as old as time. (laughs) 
So, Jake. Yes, Jack. I presume you'd seen this movie before. Yes, Jack. How many times? Uh, I think like twice. Okay, not a lot. No, no. First like I said, I don't really child? have any guilty pleasures because I'm objectively perfect. Oh my so. god. Get oh, past Christ. it. <laughs> uh, for first viewing, as a child or not as a child? Um, It was as a child. This is one of those ones. It's actually a really good question. This is one of those ones that, and my parents listen to this podcast on occasion, which is a bad decision on their part. Growing up, they had <laughs> like on these. Hey guys. V- we had VHS tapes that would like have double feature type whatever channel would like have a horror movie and then a horror movie and they would like tape both of them and they were they were usually like not connected at all i don't know why they were done as double features but each vhs would have like two movies on it and i think this one was actually on one with creep show so that i guess the connection would be romero well that but makes sense <laughs> i remember watching that for creep show and then i just like left it on and so i kind of saw it and i found myself getting drawn into the movie so that's the first time i saw it i was probably fucking 12, 13 years old, maybe. Okay. How did it hit you at that time? Uh, I thought it was fucking hilarious. Okay. (laughs) Because I couldn't get through this when I was a kid. Oh, dude, there's so many good lines, though. (laughs) I couldn't get to the good lines. It's just boring, adult, depressing shit. No, Alan is so funny, man. It's just suicidal quadriplegia. That's all it is. It's horrible. Mm -mm. No. And then you have Nurse Ratchet in the background. Oh, my God. Uh, but before terrible. we get too deep into it, look, I'm not going to forget this segment. We got to figure out what in the fuck oh, subgenre of horror this movie fits into. I didn't forget. It's fine. I'm just a little delayed. That's fine. We'll get there eventually. This is going to be like a four hour long podcast of just Jack, Jack yeah. coughing and trying to remember things. Yeah. Woo! Mm-hmm. Mark, give us a subgenre of horror this fits the fuck into. It's not a. I mean, the closest I would say it is is monster, but even then, it's like, yeah, not, not really. a monster movie. I mean, no. it would. I mean, technically, I guess we have creature feature on here. I don't think it's that either. And I'm gonna we, know, we we go next. Don't Mark, have that on our list, so Mark, Mark, you're you're gonna hate this. Okay. Sci-fi. It's not fucking sci-fi. That's a stupid. This answer. is kind of sci-fi. Jake, 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 no, we're not even oh. talking about it. Jake, you go. Is it? Wait, is it a sci-fi movie or not? It's not a sci-fi movie. It's a little bit sci-fi. <laughs> Are you sure? Oh my god. Yes, I'm positive this is not a sci-fi movie. What a I stupid mean... fucking input that was from Jake. <laughs> god. <laughs> I think you have to. It feels like kind of a cop out, but this has to be slotted into something like psychological, because when you really like take a step back and look at this movie as a whole, like a lot of this is this guy dealing with his affliction i guess and yeah the existential dread of it's disability a lot a lot of it is the existential aspect and you throw in a monkey and that's very real tangible but (laughs) a lot of what's going on a lot of what's going on is not even related to the monkey that's some analysis right there yeah yeah that's what makes it real is the monkey (laughs) not the not the depression from being disabled differently yeah. abled no i mean from a horror standpoint mark you dick <clears throat> yeah gotcha i actually i begrudgingly will give this one to you i hate the term i hate the psychological horror thing that we have on here because it's such a vague term but yeah i mean you're right it is that's all very good analysis up until you started talking about how the monkey made it real it did it made the horror <laughs> aspect real okay other than that it's an adult fears movie yep definitely an adult fears movie yeah i got i got one more um I do too, mark okay. Kind of a non-traditional approach to this genre, but uh, home invasion. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say too. That's I what I was, I was. Yep. Okay. Yeah, the last third is a home invasion by a monkey. 
it gets real. Which makes it really monkey. real. Yeah, it yeah. makes it real. Jesus monkey Christ. equals sign real. All right. I think that's all the subgenres we're going to get to. Thank God. Mm, I think it's Christ. sci-fi, though. I do agree with you. It's not yeah. sci-fi. There's nothing sci-fi. here that's sci-fi. <laughs> Mark, had you seen this movie before? No. No? No. Did you know about this movie? I had never heard of this movie at all in my life. I will, however, say, Jack, that I have seen the episode Monkey of Malcolm in the Middle, in which Craig is uh, disabled. That's based on this for, movie. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. I, I saw this one second, so I, there's an outside chance that this movie was based on that episode, <laughs> but I'm not sure. Fair uh, enough. Yeah. So Craig gets a capuchin monkey that tortures him and for a little while. Don't worry about it. But this is this is kind of a, a pop culture punching bag a little bit. Like, um, there's a whole... Uh, How Did This Get Made? That podcast, one of their most famous episodes is about this movie. And it's just... I, I feel like it comes up a lot. Sure. I think that... I, it's interesting. I, I guess I don't really know why... I, I don't know a lot of the lore of this movie. I'm a, I guess I'm a late to the game. But one of the things that's charming about it is how unique it is. Mm-hmm. There's no other movie about unique. being a, like tortured by a helper monkey. No, there is it's not. super unique. And like the reason I chose this as my guilty pleasure is because what? Wild card. <laughs> yeah. The reason I chose this as my guilty pleasure is because this is a movie that like I actually do enjoy and it is super unique like you just mentioned. Um but whenever you mention it to someone, you get a response of like just straight up laughter, kind of like when I picked it last week and Mark just started laughing. That's yeah, kind of what you always get. That's because you, you audible about monkey shines. I laughed. Talk be- about it. I I was unaware of what it was, so that's not true. I laughed because you audibled from an ex- incredibly hipsterish pick to an even further hipsterish pick. They, neither of those are hipster picks. Okay, th- well that's simply not true. They're both classics. You Both have a can be very true. skewed perception of reality. <laughs> <laughs> I would have bet money before performing this exercise for this website that monkey shines was one word. Uh, I, I believe Turns there out, is a term monkey no. shines. What does it is mean? There, that is one word, but it's not this movie. Huh. I think and it's yeah. like what tomfoolery. Well, we're like skylarking. Yeah. Why don't we use that word a lot more? Monkey shines. I'm pretty sure that's a thing. So this movie is just about like malarkey, just some hijinks. <laughs> I think so. Good natured romp. Um, clearly, that's what the monkey. That was from the monkey's perspective. He's just monkey shine. Merriam-Webster dictionary: mischievous or playful activity, prank, usually used what in a, plural. What a weird title for this movie. I mean, I guess it hits the monkey thing square on the head. Yeah, the monkey part is accurate. The shine part. I had assumed. I had a whole thing. There's so many qualms. The monkey's I have. got a little shine to it. There's so many. Yeah, there's so many qualms I have with the title. I figured that they were going for the monkey has the shine from The Shining. <laughs> yeah. There's, Even though this came out awesome, so long before, that would be an awesome universe tie-in. I'm in support uh, of it. Maybe okay. it did shine. It kind of did. It had, were some, it had a little yeah. shine to it. There's yeah. some direct psychic connection between them. Yeah. He can see what the what the monkey sees. Yeah, oh, he can I, smell I, what the rock is cooking. I like this. Maybe like he this. can smell crime. <laughs> second second qualm. What is the experiment in fear for? This is There's an experiment. No experiment. There's no experiment. Fear. There's an experiment in trying to make monkeys smarter. So one yeah. thing I didn't know, I didn't know that this uh, subtitle existed until this viewing. Yeah. Didn't know. Yeah, man. Don't care for it. Yeah, you're probably better it's off. It's not good. No. 
Also, can I just say... No. Thank fucking God that the studio took this out of Romero's hands and cut it all up. It was twice as long before they <laughs> already edited it. Long. It's so long. So long. It's way too long. But yeah. we'll it's... get to that later. Oh. Oh god, let's think about, think about how many fucking good quotes we missed because they cut it all up. True. Uh, true that. <laughs> I I don't know. This movie is could chock full. Okay. Is that maybe something that the movie does right? Jake? I thank you Mark for is that where you're transitioning into? Tying into the next segment. I I think so. <laughs> There's good. so much charm in the dialogue in this movie. Like there is that right there is where as you mentioned earlier, Romero always builds in some absurdity some some humor and the way that some of these interactions take place are just fucking hilarious yeah like such good quotes and so cheesy too but like there's well there's a different there's a whole spectrum of of like how a quote can be really good like it can be super badass or it can be like super well executed or like witty or whatever all of these are just really fucking cheesy. I don't know, man. But they're they're not they're not all the way to the rowdy Roddy Piper in yeah. They Live style yeah. of cheesy. Yeah. They're a step before that. Okay. I mean I'll give that to you, but I, I don't really know I don't words can't describe that what that spectrum looks like. Like those it's two different types of cheese, you know? It's it's cheddar versus like goat cheese. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Care to elaborate? I don't care to elaborate. I'm going to leave it at that. I felt like that was a very good analogy that Great. just explained it perfectly. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure the listener appreciates that horse shit. <laughs> uh, another thing the movie does really well is it does hit you really hard with the adult fear stuff. Like, it makes this quadriplegia brutal. And it, it shows a fucking lot of it, from the sponge baths to the turning the pages in his law school textbooks with the, the, the stick to just all yeah, of it. it he is tough, helpless. It to, like, yeah. to the monkey raising its hand for him. I mean, that's terrible. <laughs> I know. You get put on the spot by another creature. It sucks. Yep. Nailed it, though. He did nail the that answer. That was pretty much my law school experience. My goddamn monkey answering <laughs> all my questions. <laughs> that's why you passed the bar, though. The monkey just sitting there taking notes for you. Actually, little interesting side note on that, Jack. I'm just curious what your opinion is on the legal aspects of this movie. There's some background legal shit happening. There sort of is. Yeah, there's there like one scene. Really? <laughs> is that what law school's like? You just you live at I home. I mean that that is actually a very accurate description of of what law school was like for me. Just a big hall and a professor up there for the most part, just going. And then this case was next. What happened in this case? And then <laughs> and your then monkey raises its hand. And then a monkey raises its hand. And I'll tell you this much. These people seemed like they were unfamiliar with the monkey. Like, th- this was a novelty to them. It was like the first but day they, of law school. Yeah, but it went unremarked upon until it answered for him. I feel like, get the monkey stuff out of the way. Like, if you're that law yeah, school yeah, professor, yeah, yeah, yeah. you gotta be like, alright, look. So. Everybody, let's have ten minutes to ogle this monkey yeah all right we good and maybe okay the monkey's gonna do monkey yeah, stuff. maybe even do like a little on behalf of the prof there maybe even yeah. do like a little side lecture on case law pertaining to like service animals they're you know fucking yeah a guy was allowed to bring a mini horse onto a fucking plane because of the ada <laughs> a mini horse <laughs> little yeah. sebastian into the cabin into the cabin into the cup of it fucking it didn't sit it just stood there and shat what kind of what airline I don't remember. Name names, Jack. This town. <laughs> Did it get to fly the plane? 
I didn't do all that well in administrative law. <laughs> well, <laughs> glad we took that. Glad that's we something else the movie did right. <laughs> yeah. What else did it do right? Uh, we talked about this already. The novelty of it. I mean, the this movie you can have campy horror with good lines and whatever that just falls by the wayside and disappears into the annals of history. The reason this one hasn't is because it's you didn't the even only... know about it. Uh, true. <laughs> the world did though. <laughs> it yeah. People if are the world forgot everything stuff. Mark was unaware of, we would be in a very strange place. Mark has really weird blind spots, so. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I basically have tunnel vision as far as most historical pop culture goes. In any what case. What is your tunnel? What is your tunnel? I don't, I don't know how to answer what? that question. It would be a metaphorical interpretation of things outside of the things that I know. That would be the tunnel. Would be the things that I know, Jake. That's what don't we all have means. tunnel vision then? <laughs> Can I bring a mini horse into the tunnel? Yes. <laughs> My God. Anyways, the There's reason I precedent. think this thing is still relatively functional is because it is a novelty. It's atypical. It's not something you've it, seen a hundred times before. It is that. I think there's a fairly good reason why we haven't seen it since. Okay. Because this movie did it perfectly. Exactly. It's. I don't think it's a deep pool that you can like keep plumbing the depths of. I think there's basically oh, only the need chestnut. of one. You could yeah. remake the this, secretly evil genius killer helper monkey. That is also mm-hmm. psychic. Yes. Yep. Absorbing the rage of poor all man. Was it absorbing his rage or was it imbuing him with its rage? I think it was a positive feedback loop. The monkey was okay. full of rage. Which brought out the rage in Alan. His name's Alan Man, spelled with two L's. So it's all, he's all man. That's a great. <laughs> I told you, man. Dude alert. Yeah, dude alert. Alan? Anyways. Alan? <laughs> That's a joke that literally no one gets. <laughs> I don't care. Anyways, feeds him. He gets, ra- he gets angry. Monkey gets angry. He gets angry. It's a, it's a positive loop. Speaking Thanks for explaining Alan. what a positive feedback loop is, Mark. Yeah, the, the, the rage keeps moving in circles. In a circle. Yeah, it just never circles stops. Circles of rage. Speaking of Alan, another thing the movie does right, what a goddamn beefcake that guy is, huh? I mean, they, they wasted no time, frankly. It was 34 seconds in. I, can't, I, I checked. Okay. <laughs> Naked uh, calisthenics. You see, you see him ballistically stretching. Um, he says, I'm going for a run. Cut to him on a oval rug, rug. yeah yeah <laughs> just, just in the buff wiping Holistics. his butthole all over that thing and then so, he just throws on a bunch of wrist weights ankle weights and a backpack full of bricks yeah dude all sorts he of watched weights. that episode about of samurai jack about how to jump good yeah can we just issue an a to z horror psa right now we don't support running with a backpack full of bricks that shit will fuck you up we support jumping with a boulder tied to your back because that's how you learn to jump good, Mark. Yeah, well, good. that part's true. Those are two mutually exclusive. Those are different things. See, it's we a had a buddy. We had a buddy in college that tried to learn how to dunk one summer by tying uh, weights to his ankles. He <laughs> yes, should have had the boulder did. on the back. He might have been able to dunk. So he ankle weights are actually a very good way to work out. They decrease your efficiency of running by like eighty percent or something obscene, but. A backpack full of bricks will just screw up your back. He would basically well, Mark, probably it was have been paralyzed 80s. regardless of whether or we, not he was hit by a truck. We we just talked about the ballistic stretching. People definitely don't advise ballistic stretching either anymore. All of that yeah, stuff plus is like he, an exercise in what not to do. 
<laughs> yeah, when he true. got home, he probably got in. What he probably usually got in one of those machines that just like jiggles your midsides a bunch. <laughs> I think that's a, this, those this movie either. is a solid thirty years after those were in use. I'm really unclear on when those were in use, if ever. Do you think this guy had one of those personal saunas where your head just sticks out? <laughs> I bet he did. And you come out looking like a cartoon bag version of yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What else is the movie doing? That, everything we're talking about, it's just so fucking charming. This movie has a lot of attractive people in it. On top of that, good segue into my thing, uh, this movie not only has Stanley Tucci as a 27-year-old, I don't know, he was super young. Dickhead doctor. He's still bald, though. uh, In another wonderfully named character, his name is Dr. Wiseman. (laughs) Okay. But also, features... are there two characters named Man in here? No, 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 his name is Dr. Wiseman. One word. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, okay. I mean, come on. There's man and there's wise man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and one of them's a doctor. I'll let you guess which one. But also notable, Stephen Root's first ever film. Yes. Amazing. Pretty fucking wow. cool in that regard. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. True. Yeah, he was a wow. stage actor prior to joining this movie. That's So he had, like, cool. some experience, but this is where it all started. It started here, and it got all the way to get out. <laughs> I mean, get out of Some staplers and margaritas in between. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. And you salt No salt. No salt. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we are firing on all cylinders right now, guys. That's, that's, we well, need to call it down. our host can't speak because he's too busy coughing. <laughs> there you go. Get it out there. You it on. You summoned it. It's fine. Is there anything the, else? The and is there anything else you guys have to say? Yeah. Or can we move on to what the movie does wrong? No, we have more. Then say it. Do we? I think we do. We <laughs> haven't even touched on Boo. We haven't even touched on Boo. Is does this, a tremendous job. Is this monkey yes. overweight or not? I can't tell. There no. are shots where the thing looks no. morbidly obese, and then there are shots where it looks like a normal monkey. No, it's just sitting, like, folded in on itself. Yeah, it's hairy, too. Yeah. Okay, Mark. yeah, you've talked me out of it. It's, Look, it's a Mark, hairy just because in the 90s, the capuchin monkeys on TV went all, like, anorexic skinny to show up on screen doesn't mean that the capuchin monkeys in the 80s did the same thing. It's the Hollywood monkey film complex, yeah. I'm I also... Yeah, it really went I'm south. body shaming this monkey. Frankly, I'm Marcel a Marcel was offended. a capuchin, right? Yes, it's a capuchin. I'm capuchin. a little... And Marcel was a capuchin. I'm a little yes. offended. Uh, I don't know. I think it was, yeah. If you don't know Mark... Okay. It's, I, well, I want to, I don't know. I, I feel like they're the same. Capuchin monkeys are named after pe- Capuchin monks, also, by the way. It's a, Mark, well, I'm very disappointed in you. I'm 95. I, do you want me to quote the freaking genus and species of, of Marcel? I don't know. I'm pretty you sure You have quoted way more specific information from that particular television series. I'm, t- I'm saying I think it's a Capuchin. I'm just not positive. I'm not a monkey okay. expert, Jack. Well, I'm not a monkey Research that. Hit me up next week. Okay. So back to Boo. Uh, the coffee drink, Boo. the cappuccino, is also named after Capuchin monks. <laughs> you see what fucking deal with this Boo kid? is talk, the talk name of Boo. the monkey actor, right? Yeah. Yes. Boo's great. I love Boo. That, oh, Jack, how does Boo t- act? <laughs> so fucking well. So yeah. Great. It's charming. Yeah. Oh, you won't and see... the bond between them seems so real. Oh, man. I know, it almost made Boo, me cry. When Boo puts on the music and hugs him. Oh, your soul God, sings. You're gonna make me cry. Your soul about sings. It. You won't see monkey monkey acting of this caliber until the late '90s. Basically. Even then, Marcel yeah. cannot hold a candle to Boo. 
That was early. You 90s. won't see it again. This yeah. that was not early nineties. You could argue. You could argue that we haven't seen monkey acting of this Mark, caliber this is since. Important point of order here. Friends was not the early nineties. Friends started in the mid nineties and went through the early two thousands. I think we've had this bet before, and I'm bet. pretty sure I won. Bet. And Marcel bet. was in like season two or three, which would still put it in mid nineties. Bet. Yeah, but that's not the early nineties. You're breaking my balls, Jack. Bet. <laughs> I think Friends started in nineteen ninety four. Bet. <laughs> Weird. We're not going to make the same bet again. Which bet. the only reason I won was because Jack said September and it premiered in August or something. Do you? Are you confident so, enough to remember the bet. answer? No, I'm not confident enough to remember the answer. Oh, bet. Yeah, buddy. Do it. Friends premiered in you September of 1994. Do it. Take them up. <laughs> Take them up. I don't want to watch another the, terrible movie. The listeners are waiting. <laughs> are you going to bitch out on them? Nah, he's. he's I already have. He's not yes. <sighs> That's what you get, listener, when you take Mark's side. PSA, <laughs> listener, A to Z horror does not support peer pressure. <sighs> Fuck you, Mark. <laughs> Let your friends think you're uncool. They'll think you're cooler in the long run for not having bowed to their whims. I lost all respect. Let us know when that comes around ago. for you. Can we get back to talking about the movie? Because I feel like we've started talking about friends, which was a weird thing. Well, you compared the caliber of acting of whatever monkey played Marcel, whose name I don't even know, and I know a lot of animal actors' names, to Boo, the monkey who played Ella. And that's craziness. We've, okay, the last thing I have to say, unless someone else has something positive that the movie did, um, and we've, ta- we've kind of circled around this a little bit, but I, I do actually think that the acting in this movie is very good. It was first touched on in the charm of the lines and how they're delivered, but... There are memorable characters in this movie. A lot of them. Yes. It's all serves the role very, very well. Every every character. I would say that's actually part of the Romero thing that he does. His characters are very extreme characters. They are... Boiled down in their essence. Yeah, they are... Exactly. They are essential characters with no, no sense of moderation involved. You might have, like, the one moderate character thrown in to be just, like, the, the voice of reason who's surrounded by a bunch of crazy people, but those <laughs> characters are few and far between. Like, the nurse yeah. is a goddamn psychopath. His mom is just a judgmental, terrible person. I hate that nurse so fucking much. He's a jerk. The doctor's a he's, jerk. His he's friend's not a, a jerk. Psycho. What are you talking about? He's Alan? No, he's not yeah. a jerk. He's, okay, it's not so much he's his a dream fault boat, because Mark. there's some... Because there's some psychic, like, positive feedback loop that makes him be angry all the time, but... He's not... Even if even if that was all just his own emotions, those are understandable and reasonable emotions, and the people in his life who are supposed to be supporting him freak out because he uses the word fuck a couple of times in a sentence. But they're hilarious implementations of the word fuck, so there's, a, there's they are absolutely pretty, no pretty reason for them to go great. all crazy on him for it. But, like, yeah, let the man be depressed for a little while. His, well, he, he does was, try to kill himself. Yeah, I mean, don't let him kill himself. That's that's probably... I'm we not should saying draw let the him... Line that's a, those are very different that. things, but it's not... He's not a jerk because he gets depressed and his personality changes a little. He's he's kind of a jerk because he psychically compels a monkey to kill a bunch of people, though. Ah... Uh... Mark, he's I only think, a jerk I mean, the nurse he's... at least, no. The nurse had it coming. He's so the only bird. a jerk. The bird definitely had it coming. Fuck Bogey. That fucking bird. He's Doesn't only even a jerk sound like Bogart. His, his canines get all huge, and he's, like, actively 
connected to the monkey, and he's saying shit like calling his mama blood-sucking bitch. Question. Yeah. Is this a werewolf movie? No. Oh, okay. Good. But it's some kind of lycanthropy. Yeah. I mean... No. Right? Were monkey? Like like a monkanthropy? That's not how that works. Is he turning into a monkey? (laughs) Is this a body horror movie? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. This might be body horror. There's that one scene where they're doing surgery. Shut the fuck here's, up. Here's, here's a question. <laughs> Why does it take them so fucking long to realize that the monkey can let itself out of the cage? This genius monkey that can reach its arm through the bars and manipulate switches and levers and doorknobs and other objects, it takes him three quarters of the movie to say, you can let yourself out of this cage, can't you, Ella? I mean, I think that kind of ties back to what I was getting at earlier with the characters, is to a certain extent, in order to be the level of boiled down essential character that Romero requires you have to be immune to logic to a certain extent like yeah you you have to have your eyes shut for most of the movie and then just like pop in for a random scene knowing nothing else and be like oh what's going on yeah to blindly rush into a to a room only to be attacked by a monkey that you didn't see for some reason <laughs> sure <laughs> well speaking of being immune to logic what did this movie do wrong that kind of stuff incredible yeah lack yeah there's there's a lot of issues with the internal logic and workings of this movie before we get into that i have one thing that i just want to hammer out this is going to be literally three seconds the original like the very first surgery scene in the movie nice not literally three (laughs) seconds you didn't even get into it (laughs) fucking idiot uh these are west coast seconds you wouldn't know about that Uh, during the surgery scene where they are initially repairing his C4 thing, whatever, uh, the clock in the background, did either of you guys notice the clock in the background? It's crazy. It's going, it's just spinning rapidly. It's like, <laughs> it's going like 20 miles an hour and everyone else is going normal. It, it goes like, it's literally the shot is about two seconds long and it changes three hours. I rewound to make sure I wasn't having a fever a dream fever of dream. that happening. I have no, like what? Why? Why does that, why is that there? Immersion. Just to make things unsettling? Yeah. I, I wonder I wonder Attention if they were trying to detail what this movie does right. I mean, I wonder if they were trying to go with a time lapse shot to show how long the surgery was gonna take. Some kind of a montage. And it wasn't it wasn't like communicated well to the editor, so the editor put in like conversation over the top of it. <laughs> but yeah, just that on its own was impossible. It was baffling. Weird. Yeah. yeah it was I baffling. have I don't understand it. I loved it. Yeah. That was three seconds, right? <laughs> What's funny is when Jack says, can we talk about something for a second? It's literally one second. When I say, can we talk about something for three seconds? It's like two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's not that interesting. That's how time works in the coastal city of Utah. Yeah. And we're on the coast of Salt Lake. Think about wow. it. Think about it. <laughs> also, Utah's not a city, I think. I was debunking my own point. Don't get defensive. <laughs> We bring a level of journalistic integrity, I think, and I appreciate your willingness to correct your myself out. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Someone else say some things. This movie is too fucking long. Yeah. It's too goddamn long. Yeah. Ultimately that's of... its that's its biggest weakness, right? Like Yeah, that's its yeah. main downfall. Is there are too it's many hard characters to sit through the whole thing. There's Yeah. Basically, no reason for the nurse. You could very you. This is this is my. This is how I think you could redo this to get rid of a substantial chunk of time. 
combine the mother with the nurse because you don't need both characters and right. the evolution of the mother like the mother just comes in hot being super angry about everything whereas if you just have her be the character the entire time she can go from being like a pleasant lovely little lady until she's just been pushed Mark, to the brink I don't like what you're doing here of setting a precedent that when we point out a flaw with a movie we have to come up with a way to fix it because I don't think that's a sustainable model for us probably not Absolutely but it's just not. it's an illustrative example of they took something that could have been a tight 80 or 90 I will I argue added with complexity you it, to it that was not required. I, I don't know if it'd be as easy to shed one of those characters as you're letting on. I think I absolutely it's a nurse. Think it would. You think so? So mom yeah. rolls in, has a bird with her. She needs there needs to be something that can be that conduit to like the first. The nurse is yeah a good initial kill scene. because she it's totally justified and you can still be on his side a little bit for it. You're talking about the bird. The bird. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, the mom just has the bird in this situation. She moves in with okay. her kids, so she has to take her pet with her. Yeah, you just, you can't, there are essential elements of both, oh, Jesus Christ, I'm hitting my fucking mic with my beer, I'm so animated, <laughs> riled me so up. So angry. So angry. Let me see you rage. There are essential elements of both characters that I think you definitely have to be careful of. You can't just be like, cut the nurse, or cut the mom. You can't do that, in this case. Yeah. Sure. You could probably do without the subplot of his ex-girlfriend leaving him for his shitty dog. Oh, no, I loved that, man. You don't need any of that shit no, you for do. Stanley Tucci. A lot of this, I mean, I like the fact what? that Stanley Tucci's in it. What are you talking about, man? But I feel like a lot of this was just that they couldn't figure out what to keep from the book. Because this is based on a book. We hadn't mentioned that yet. And obviously, you can have that level of complexity in a novel. But if you tra- if you try and translate all of those subplots onto film... You're going to have a bad time. I think, okay, you want to know what you can cut? I think you needed that because that is like some nice catharsis as far as the monkey. There's not, and there's not even catharsis there. I think there is. There sort of is, but they don't even like, sh- it's just like there's a match and then they show fire briefly and then but they, like, oh, but they're dead. But she, she's a huge bitch and she leaves him for this dude who like maybe knowingly fucked him over for life and then they both get their comeuppance. Was it supposed to be knowingly? I, d- I thought he was just sort of incompetent. I think he was... Mm, I don't know. Jack, where do you stand on him knowing or not knowing? I came down on he didn't try hard enough to cure him and could have cured him. A better doctor could have cured him. And then I felt like he at saw some point realized he, he like, could have maybe fixed it. No, I don't think he tried to do anything. I don't think it was an active attempt. Well, I choose to live in my own reality in this one. So Well... Both of Alan's girlfriends are quite fetching. Ah, uh, okay. That's you want to know? Does right. <laughs> you want to know? What you can cut. You can cut the scene of quadriplegic sex. Ah, uh, it's such a weird choice. It seems like a very accurate scene, I guess. I, I you don't need it though. It doesn't serve much purpose, but it does get some breasts in the film. I guess it breast does. film ever. No. <laughs> No, cut that. Okay, cut that. Cut that in post, Jack. <laughs> no. I mean, anyway, the movie's too fucking long. Even yeah. if you don't cut any of the characters, you can cut a lot out of every scene. Certainly true. You can cut a lot of his like law school foibles. Yeah, the whole scene, the whole scene of the law school can just go away. Actually, yeah, he has no reason to go back to law school. None of that matters whatsoever and and the whole law school subplot like he can just be trying to read during those scenes or whatever sure it does nothing or he could have like continued along his like 
I get that he's a quadriplegic, but he could have done something in the realm of athletics, like tried to go into administration or coaching or something. Right. Something right, right. natural. Like they build up this athlete thing and it's like, bam, you're a quadriplegic. So you have to shed that. Not necessarily. Like it's like right. we're going to jump from one thing to another. And I don't think that was totally necessary. You might have been able to shed a lot of time if you were just to have continued along the same line of logic. So, yeah, yeah too long for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, something important to bring up. Good. Something very important to bring up. And I should have brought this up way earlier. So we talked about how this was a Romero film that got taken away from him and all ripped to shreds. Yes. And, uh, yeah. and recut. Well, it has been such... shown. It's important to note that this movie like existed and then was and taken away changed. and recut. Yeah. It existed as a two hour and 34 minute movie, I think. Okay. It was long. <laughs> I can't longer. conceive of what this movie. Of uh, I can't conceive of what this movie would look like as that long. Another twenty minutes for the quadriplegic sex scene. Actually, <laughs> that's probably long. true. Yeah. So, there are three different endings to this movie. Really, I didn't know that. They reshot some endings uh, at, at the studio's demand. Which and they and they landed the on question. "Come on, Ace, let's go fishing." God. That was the best which, of the group. <laughs> oh, raises God. the question, which version did we watch here? Because many of them are available. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I watched it so, on I watched it on Amazon. Okay, um, then it ended with Come on Ace, let's go fishing. He's back to being able bodied and he can walk with crutches and shit. Yep. That's what I saw too on Amazon. Yeah, we all saw the one the one, one all three are available on Amazon like DVD, but this is the only version that's available on Amazon. Uh, like vi- instant streaming. The and as far as I'm aware, it's the only version available to stream anywhere. You so know what I'm interested are- in? I want to go back to that like VHS because I know my parents have not thrown out any of those VHSs. Uh, I want to see what's on that. If it was a broadcast on TV, I would imagine it's the much more audience-friendly, nicer, happy ending. Which I assume Which is was- the one we saw. Yes, that yeah, we okay. saw the happy ending. Oh, okay. So what I are the other were- endings? Enlighten us, Jack. Uh, I don't quite remember off the top of my head. I know Alan dies in one of them. Uh, the monkey ends up killing Alan, I think was Romero's original ending. Figures. Yeah. And then there's one that someone close to Romero, but still under the thumb of the studio made, that was some kind of split the difference. Maybe it's like a uh, Rocky-style freeze-frame ending with, with Alan and the monkey punching each other, but you never see who hits him. <laughs> I haven't seen the third one. him thrashing around with the monkey in his mouth and then freeze-frame <laughs> on that. They do. They do set it up. It's the typical thing where the way they shoot it it looks like the monkey's gonna come back like he throws it over and it just kind of like lays there yeah but that's exactly the shot you would also have in a movie where surprise the monkey's still alive oh last scene right um uh, i i will yeah. add though that like the studio recut of like I guess the jump scare, if there's a jump scare in this movie at the end that I'm sure we all saw, yep. given the fact that we watched it on Amazon and we just, just described the last scene that we were able to see. Uh, yeah, that thing is actually, I'm super happy they added that because I think it adds a lot. You're not ready for it, given what's happened in the rest of the movie. And I think that we've kind of passed what the movie true. did right. But that was that was an example of a well-earned jump scare because they hold that shit close. That's partially because it wasn't supposed to be there in the first place, but so yeah, to great I think effect. there's there's an interesting conversation to be had around those jump scare, this type of jump scare that is just completely and utterly unexpected. 
around that's, the Friday the 13th style. Right, and that's the weird thing, is I yeah. love the Friday the 13th jump scare, but this yeah. one did almost nothing for me. Huh. I Interesting. I would say they did similar things for me. All Same. right. Yeah. I mean, and then I guess to contrast that again with, the, I, I would say the other genre of jump scare is the one that's like built to, where yes. you have the swelling of strings and you like think something is going to happen. And frequently when you take that route, you do it with like a false jump scare where it's actually like just your buddy next door neighbor in the window being like, hey, what's up? But yeah. right. You know, you, you have ones that are built to and you have ones that are completely out of the blue. This is definitely in out of the blue category. And I don't know why this one didn't work for me where the one at the end of Friday the 13th does. Yeah, I can't answer that. It's one of the mysteries of, of my mind. Maybe because it's a monkey. Probably, yeah. <laughs> like, there's there's something that is inherently different about, like, a monkey coming out of a dude's chest that's so absurd. Uh, yeah, as uh, that's certainly to, true. Like, it's a chest burster level yeah, to this know. thing. I mean, it well, that's pretty much exactly the same scene yeah so it probably it probably also ties in a little bit just with the overall scare factor of the movie itself like this isn't we'll get there in a moment i think no nope. but nope this isn't a particularly scary movie nope. whereas friday the 13th is no nope. more scary nope. at least at the very least maybe scarier movie this one or friday the 13th friday the 13th jake no jake's comment. making a face jake's making a face yeah <laughs> No comment. No comment. Jake, the hipster, and Jake won't let him scarier. answer. No, Friday Thirteenth scare for sure. There you go. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. What was Joffrey the giraffe injecting into himself? Some drug to make him not have to. So sleep? yeah, the so- that's another thing that we skipped over during the what this movie does right segment. The science, the science in this movie, the science itself in this movie is like Bonkers. spot on, perfect for how science actually <laughs> works. <laughs> <laughs> It's basically a documentary on monkey so what, science. So what does he do? He he freezes a human brain, <laughs> scrapes some of it off, and then like boils it into a slurry, and then injects And then just injects that into monkeys, yeah. <laughs> it's so, so good. It works, it's, yeah. it's so and then, like Jake, 80s Jake, Jake, reanimator Jake. style science. Jake. What? Stem cells. Stem cells. Okay. Think about it. I did. And then separately from that, which was confusing for me in my fevered state... He takes something else out of a vial in his cabinet in his lab and injects it into himself. And then there's one throwaway line to explain that about how him not having to sleep or having to sleep once every three days. Yeah, or yeah, he's on something. He's putting something into himself that renders him awake. And <laughs> apparently at, psychically connected to the monkey as well. That was the other thing is by injecting himself with this mystery slurry, he is also now also connected to Ella. Yes. Okay, sure. Was he? I thought he was just connected to Ella because no, he, he was had around that whole so scene where it was like red light, <clears throat> dark room style. Uh, yeah, but I, I thought that's just because he was like connected to her. He, there's a line specifically where he says, maybe I can connect myself to Ella or something to that extent. And then he injects oh, himself. And then he does. And it's and the same fu- thing where you can like, see Ella running. That's also Boy, a scene that... where you get like the Ella jumping with like the lightning. Oh, God. That's Boy, that portrayal of science history. sure was fictional, wasn't it? There Mark. is there is also the scene. I shut up, Jack. This is hard sci-fi, Mark. There. <laughs> this is guys, hard sci-fi. You guys can die on that hill. This is not sci-fi. There is the, also the scene that is great, like 
typical we don't know what chemistry is but we need to add something in the movie fashion where two beakers spill and it's very clearly like baking powder and vinegar and it's just like <laughs> yeah, fizzing on the counter and they're like yeah. oh my god well it couldn't hurt the monkeys oh that reminds me we've we've forgotten so many things this episode guys i love this the like black like screen us. text at the start of this movie that's like guys monkeys were not hurt during this movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> so good yeah really good you wouldn't get that shit today well, because I think we take it for granted today that this is, well, the, the I guess late 80s, you probably still weren't hurting animals, but at least in the 70s, they were just when killing animals. When did the animals. Bermuda Triangle came out? Yeah, I'm the pretty Bermuda sure they Triangle. murdered at least 11 sharks in the course of filming. Or they only second, had one take. Don't fucking give me that. Se- second mention of Friday the 13th, they definitely kill a snake in that. I mean, animals oh, yeah. have given their lives. Yeah. For art. For, well, sometimes. Art. <laughs> Roughly 10% of the time. It's for art. Yep. Ratings? <laughs> Going out with a whimper. Like it. We over at A to Z Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of how Larry David would rate Girl Scout cookies. Um, do you like Girl Scout cookies? I find them abhorrent, but come in. And for 10, think of how Paul Rudd would rate Tane. Now Tane I can get into. Stories, first category in which we rate these movies. Jake, this was your pick. Rate the thing for story. And I'm curious. I'm going to end up giving it a five. Um, On one hand, you have a really, really unique story that we we hadn't seen at the point in time when this was made. And we really haven't seen tried again. Um... It gets it heavy into the adult fears from a high-level standpoint. Like, how many movies can you think of, let alone horror movies, that are about quadriplegics? This guy dealing with having been stricken with that is pretty heavy. But then you have, like, the added element of this monkey and all of this just bananas shit that's going on. That makes it real. (laughs) The monkey makes it real. And that's why it's a 10. That, uh... It takes it to a really unique place. No one can call this movie, you know, something that would be anything close to overdone. So it has that going for it. But ultimately, like, those things don't necessarily combine to give you, uh, like, a chronological story that really works super well in terms of beginning, middle, and end, making you feel a consistent way. The arc is kind of strange, and we'll get more into it. I'm really trying not to double jeopardize. Ultimately, I just I don't think this has the best, most engrossing story to begin with. So you have like kind of a low ceiling. Sure. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more with you. I gave it a five. It's it's a super unique concept, but it's not particularly. Yeah, well it's a unique concept of the low ceiling because it's kind of a, like it's about a quadriplegic and a monkey. <laughs> Classic Turner. Mark's going to give it a nine. I can tell. Uh, true to form, I'm also giving it a five. Oh my God. And I, honestly, I feel like this is kind of what you were saying as well. But this is a movie, like, the story here is a two and a half at best. And I'm upwardly correcting it because it's not something you see every day. The novel, the uniqueness of it is what yes. is bringing this up. Yes. So if you just look at it. From a pure story standpoint, there's a lot of extraneous shit here that doesn't need to happen that really hurts the rest of the movie. And there's errors in internal logic that don't make, like, 
Here's a good example. Why did the guy bring two syringes? Why did Jeffrey the giraffe bring two syringes? There's only one monkey. It's, it's in case he no misses. Sense. It's just a it's a stupid plot thing. Like they just the writer just knew that they'd have two because whatever. Mark, it, I mean, it's the concept like of the double tap, but with syringes. Mm, I don't. Also, they they do cover this with the line being like, "I put enough in there to kill King Kong" or whatever. But like, dude, just put in the LD fifty for a fucking nine pound capuchin monkey, and not the LD fifty for a hundred and sixty pound human being. This is yeah. a simple. Then you. <laughs> this is very simple. You easily made something that could kill you instead of just being able to kill the monkey. When the, confronting a hyper intelligent psychic monkey. <sighs> Lots of problems. Lots of problems with this story, but it's unique. <laughs> So it's average. Yes, yes, exactly. World building and immersion is our second category. Jake, what is your world building and immersion score? Ah, three and a half. Ah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a weird movie, and it's too long. Like, we've it's talked about it enough. I mean, it's, it's a hard movie to be super immersed in because... It's a hard movie to review. It is. It's, there is an absurdity factor when you're dealing with a dude who is psychically connected to a monkey who is being injected with a slurry from human <laughs> stem cells. Like that is fucking crazy. Um, and even some of the things that I find so charming about this movie actually kind of take you out because it is telling a line of being a little bit weird and campy in its delivery. Um, yeah. Not an immersive movie really, but well, it's a low score, but I don't think it's bad. It's weird. It's weird. It's a hard movie to review. Yeah. Well, look, I gave it a three. Uh, I'm right there with you. There's there's a weird sub subplot of the uh, the boss of the lab actually being an animal animal cruelty guy. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. maybe people think Joffrey the giraffe is. But it's very unclear. It's it makes no sense. It's really hard to get engrossed in this movie. There are scenes, of the 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 bond between the monkey and Alan, almost got me to tears. It's beautiful. Yeah, but you cry at a lot of weird things. I don't. Sometimes I think there's something in my water, man. Yeah, you seem highly emotionally vulnerable these days, and I'm not. <sighs> it's a cry for help, I'm sure. You want, you want to talk off mic for a little while? <laughs> yeah, hang on the line. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I, I went the opposite direction of you guys. I gave this a relatively high score. This might be a little too high, but I gave it a seven. Wow. Um, Whoa. I didn't I didn't want to double jeopardize it because I did feel like I penalized it heavily for story. Um and certainly the story doesn't help the immersiveness, but I, I think that the movie does a great job of building the world of Alan and his essentially being trapped within his own body. Which isn't really That's something true. we've talked about in this rating so far. Like, the movie does a very good job of... Like, it's a home invasion movie because the monkey's in his home, but it's also sort of a home invasion movie because, like, the monkey's in his lap. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's not just a home invasion movie. It's like a personal space invasion movie, and he just can't do shit about it. <laughs> it pisses on him. I'm in the... Yeah, yeah, exactly. It pees on him, man. <laughs> I'm in the process of killing Jack. Um, and I mean, that's the thing that I guess I'm going to focus on. I think that's why it is worth a little bit more. There's obviously some camp to it, but I, I, I do actually think if you're able to, if you're able to stick around for the full two hours, and I do understand if you're not able to, that it's actually, you can actually kind of immerse that's yourself. That's indicative in of it not being immersive. Yeah. It has pacing problems. It's Okay. So I think what this boils down to is this is a hard movie 
to review to distinguish between that story from a conceptual standpoint and the execution because yeah. it has a lot of issues that bleed into both sides. Um, yep. Certainly true. Ultimately, I mean, I think those scores kind of balance out between the three of us. So yeah, whatever. that's probably fair. <laughs> yeah. Average is about like a four and something, four point something or other. Sure. So that's probably about right. Wisdom yeah. of crowds. Scare factors up next. Jake, hit us with your scare factor score. Uh, I'm going to give it a three and it feels a little too high, but I'm giving it that extra nod because of the adult fear side that we talked about before. Uh, I think it actually does a decent job of building tension considering the absurdity of the situation. Like you're dealing with a monkey who's psychic and invading your home and like jumping with lightning. Um, People say she monkeys around. Yeah, kind (laughs) of weird. But at the same time, and Mark, you just kind of mentioned it. and I guess I'm potting that more in the scare factor score that that element you get with you not being able to control anything around you from a physical standpoint you are just completely helpless is scary and i think it does an okay job of that ultimately it doesn't really save it from a scare factor score but that's where i'm potting it because you get a lot of scenes like that plus the existential side so three i mean that's sort of the adult fears right adult fears and existential fears are very highly overlapping yeah because yes the venn diagram would be yeah just a circle. It's just a circle. Yes, Jake, Almost. the visual shapes you're making with your hands are very helpful for the listeners. Yeah, it is. Jack? Psychic connection, Jack. I gave it a four. Um, oh. I, I agree with you. I think it's a little bit scarier than you're giving it credit for in terms of how helpless, and not literally helpless, but how hard it is for Alan to do everything. But that's it's not really the... I mean, I guess it kind of is the premise of the movie, but it's not. This movie scares aren't, I think, supposed to be coming from just a drama about no, a exactly, quadriplegic person. I, I tried to temper that because if you look, yeah. if you lean too heavily on that, you're leaning on something that could, could be seen on the Hallmark channel in like right, exactly. that have been made. So. Right. <laughs> um, but Who's to say this, time, wasn't, this wasn't on the Hallmark channel, Jake? Me. Oh. Okay. But at the same time, like Mark said, that does make it more effective when the monkey's invading your home because it it's does. in your lap. Yeah. <laughs> So, and I'm some of the take it to pieces. <laughs> so, I, I think it, it's it is it is a pretty scary movie in that way. But uh, holistically, no, not scary. Mark, I'm in the same boat as you guys. I gave it a three uh, for the reasons you've already said. The only thing we haven't talked about already is uh, there's a lot of needles in this movie. If you're trypanophobic at all, if you don't like needles being jammed into people's faces, trypophobic, trypophobic, one of the two. Trypanophobic is the fake fear of holes in skin, I think. Okay, well, whichever of it's those two fake is the fear, fear of needles. About? It's, mm, we're not getting into it's that. Not... We have already discussed this at length. <laughs> we already have a podcast on that topic. I don't know which one it was, so don't ask me. Don't Mark, ask which, me, Jake. Which podcast was it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of needles being stabbed in or near eyes, shit like that. Uh, so... That's getting a little bit of a bump up. I, I, I do think I'm not particularly afraid of needles myself, but if they make you squirm, then this will also sure. probably make you squirm. Still sure. a low score, though. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which leads us into our penultimate category, effects or judicious lack thereof. Jake, what's your effects score? You did it right. I thought you were going to fuck it up there for a second. You were teetering. No, man. No way. Welcome back, Jack. Thank you. I'm getting the hang of it. Partially. Hang Welcome it. partially back. Um... Part of my what I just said was actually vamping because I think this is kind of a hard category. 
Uh, well, it's a hard it's, movie to review. It is. It's on the judicious lack their upside for sure. But at the same time, like, do you consider the monkeys, the utilization of monkeys in effect? Well, I, I do. Mean, yeah. I, Spoilers for my rating. I mean, I do, but they're kind of just actors, too. Like... What you have to ask yourself with this movie is, do you consider monkeys effects or do you consider them actors? Boo is credited I, as being an actor. Not I effect. think there is precedent here. I'm fairly certain we potted in the uh, dog acting from the thing into immersion. Okay. So just going to put that out there. Yeah, but that had other effects going on. So I could like more easily parcel it out. Sure. Well, I'm, I'm not really, I guess, potting boo into effects which is kind of a bummer because like now that i've gotten here i don't feel like i can but at the same time i don't feel like i've given it enough credit for her inclusion in the movie um which sucks and i'm an idiot but from an effects standpoint like i think i'm gonna give it right down the middle like a five i guess it doesn't do if you're if you're excluding the monkey what are you giving it any points for uh, I mean, I think it does an okay job as far as, like, there's everything outside of the lightning. The lightning's bad. And all the scenes of him embodying the monkey. It's got good props. Yeah, was, that's exactly what I was going to say, is the props are good, and they do a really good job of making it believable in terms of what he has to deal with yeah. as a quadriplegic. Um, yeah, even with a shit family. They do, they do aside, from, aside from lightning, they also do some interesting stuff with lighting. And the power going in and out. Can I give my fucking... I'm trying to provide some analysis for you because you are floundering. (laughs) Mark's right. You are floundering. (laughs) It's another good visual gag you're making. (laughs) Jake's head is on the table. We've talked shit about the lab sets and, you know, like, just the very obvious, like, you have baking soda and vinegar and, like, it's bubbling. But there's another scene that again playing to the like the lighting side of things is very good uh you get some i think pretty believable scary suspense building scenes within just the lab setting as well um ultimately i don't think it does enough to get a higher than average score though okay what you just said actually just awakened something in my brain so they like you said earlier they take three 75 percent of the way through this movie they figure out that ella can get out of her cage but also, all of the other monkeys in the cage can get out of their... Yeah. All of the other monkey monkeys in the lab can get, can out, get of out of their cages. Yeah. And that's just now occurring to me as a huge internal logical flaw. It's infuriating. Okay, good. <laughs> Moving past that. Like, he get, he comes to the conclusion that the monkey figures out it doesn't need to call people when they're in the same room as him before he comes to the conclusion that the monkey can <laughs> operate the simple latch on its cage. Uh, I gave it a six. I am giving them credit for the training of Boo. I agree with you that it is acting to some extent, and there's a whole interesting debate about the uh, the intellectual property of animals, right? The 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 fascinating case where the uh, the guy just set out. Yeah, no, this is really cool. The guy set out pictures uh, in the Doesn't jungle. Sound cool. Uh, set cameras in the jungle, and a, a gorilla, an orangutan, came by and took a picture of itself. Are you talking and, about uh, Congo? No, I'm not talking. I'm talking about a real thing. Are and. About King uh, no. Oh. And there's a group that sued uh, to so the guy couldn't sell the rights to that picture because it was the uh, the primates uh, picture. He took well, the that's, picture. That's stupid. That doesn't even apply to humans. What do you mean? If you hire if, if there's a photographer 
Uh, There's I no photographer. It... He just set a camera in the jungle. Okay. Okay. That's fine then. But generally, photographers monkey like, selfie. Like Google if there's, monkey if selfie. There's, if there's a model, the model actually doesn't own her own IP. The photographer owns the IP. Right. But the monkey was the photographer and the model. Google uh-huh. monkey selfie. Does the does it belong to the camera company? Like maybe it's <laughs> that like a argument, Nokia that thing. argument was legitimately raised. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but in any case, so there's some interesting stuff with that. But in any case, this monkey would not have done any of the stuff without the training. This was an exquisitely well-trained monkey. It did all the things it needed to do. So while the monkey was a good actor, the monkey wrangler also did a very good job. And I don't know where else to put that other than effects. So it's getting a good effect score. Uh, I, Jake, disagree with you. If I didn't have the monkey training to put in here, I think it's got really shitty scenes of him embodying the monkey, like mind melding with the monkey and eh, the lightning and the fine. shitty lab scenes. So I, I don't know they what I'd CG. be giving it credit for otherwise. They had like a weird visual blur, but they weren't CG. No, they weren't. It was like fish eye and a filter. Yeah, that was all right. Six. Yeah. Mark. I mean, in my, in my opinion, this isn't just utterly judicious lack thereof movie. I'm knocking it because the one thing I don't really feel like we've talked about is there's the scene where the like the the climax of the film where he's shaking the thing back and forth. Um, it's it's awesome. like very clearly a stuffed animal. It's it's, it's awesome. like the yeah. it's like the cat from Reanimator. Um, <laughs> and that's really the only thing where you are pulled out because of an effects reason. Time out. Are you knocking it for that? Yes. Did you knock Reanimator for the cat being clearly fake? Yes, he did. That's asinine. That was, like, amazing. It's amazing <laughs> in the campy sense. It's not yes. a good execution of effects. It's true. Like, it, it might overall aid the charm of the movie. Like, it, yeah. it probably gets reincorporated later. Yep, but... yep, I agree with you. Mark's, nope. okay, Mark's right. comparison to this movie's fellow sci-fi movie, Reanimator, is well taken, though. Mark, continue. That, uh, that movie, I'll give you... <laughs> I We can argue much better about whether or not Reanimator was a sci-fi movie. I don't think either of them are, but... At least well, that movie had glowing green goo. This movie has that movie no sci-fi whatsoever. Absurdly sci-fi. Uh, six. I gave it a six. That's all I wanted to say, really, was there's a stuffed monkey and it looks terrible. Okay, overall, Jake, go. Numbers would say that I'm giving this a four, and this is where I guess the guilty pleasure comes in, because I'm not giving it a four, I'm giving it a six. Wow. I don't think this is like a tremendously good movie, but it's better than average. Its uniqueness alone is noteworthy in the genre. And it's a movie that I, despite its length, go back to. I've seen it three times now. That's probably twice more than a lot of people and three times more than even more people. Um, <laughs> I just think this is a charming movie that has very interesting applications of what the horror genre is. And that's a testament to Romero for sure, because... Think about what, like, from a 30,000-foot view, this movie is about. And then how can you make that an even remotely interesting horror movie? He definitely did that and more. And I think that that's worth mentioning for sure. It's a movie that I would recommend for sure. Um, I just can't give it much higher than the average score. Just a bit. You should probably check it out. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving it a five and it's it's a hard one to give that score to because it certainly isn't an average movie in Anyway, like no, no aspect of this movie is average, but I, in terms of how much I enjoy watching it, how much I respect it, like I can't, I can't square those things to come out to anything other than a five because it's hard to sit through all two hours of it, but it's a lot of fun in some places. Uh, Five. 
Jake, you gave it a six? I did. I gave it a five and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Shocking. Yeah. We're really good at this. Yeah. Um, <coughs> this is this is one of those like summer jams that comes out that you listen to ten times and then get sick of it. Or like a toy that comes out that has like a neat little like new thing, but then after you've kind of gotten used to it, it, it falls off the wayside. This movie like is the Air mostly... Hogs remote control car I got in 1998. It had this a button mo- and it would flick a thing down and jump into the air. It was awesome. This movie is mostly novelty. It's mostly unique premise. I don't think it has the rewatchability of other movies. Of well, <laughs> just other movies, basically. End of sentence. <laughs> Um, but I do think it is worth a watch just to kind of like, just, I mean, a, because it's a deep cut of Romero and B, because it's a unique horror experience that kind of has echoes through, through pop culture today. Um, and if you're watching it like I am for the first time, or probably for you guys, the second or third time, it probably still has a little bit of that charm. I, I think ultimately if you watch it, 10 times some of that's going to wear away and you're just watching it at that point for the insanity of it um and i I don't think it would really probably hold up over that time span but if if you're looking for some type of unique horror experience i do think it's recommendable and in that regard it's slightly better than average all right which means jake i think you got to tell us why you should get drunk and watch this with your buddies it's almost here i gotta break the tie yeah, you do. It's almost yeah. surely for the quotes in this one. Um, the uniqueness of the movie is noteworthy and good, but that doesn't do much for you in terms of figuring out, hey, we're going to get together, have some beers, eat some pizza, and watch some horror movies. But with lines like what this movie delivers, it ratchets up the fun factor of the movie by like an exponential amount. And I don't think that like you're not going to have a bad time when you're watching this and it's peppering in these amazing kind of one-liners throughout the movie. It it's it can get a bit long, but at the same time at least it saves itself in that regard. Um and on top of that, who doesn't love a monkey? Yeah. Um and and to to your point, Jake, before I go make my own point, I'll, I'll do the opposite and argue against myself here. Uh, the, the, the funness of the movie and the ratcheting up of it is is emphasized by the side performances, right? Your Stanley Tucci's sure. and your Steven Roots. Sure. They make this thing way more fun than it should be. And that's actually aided by time. Yeah. Like, in 88, like, you don't know who the fuck those people are. It doesn't matter. But now, yeah. a, bit, a bit more, I mean, it's important. To that, to that point, I feel like the only reason Leslie cared at all about this was because Stanley Tucci was in it, and that's one of her favorite actors for some reason. She, was, oh, that's that's she got like weirdly excited. That's oh, Stanley Tucci. <laughs> wow. Well, there you go. So, Jack, yeah, do your actual job now. All right, all right. As fun as this movie is at times, that is outweighed by how fucking long and how fucking weird it is. And that's only going to be more emphasized if you're watching this in a group. You're going to be watching Alan do naked calisthenics. Yeah. You're going to be Sounds watching great. a way too long quadriplegic sex scene. I don't have the qualms yeah. with this that you guys do. I don't know you're why you guys are really... watching it drag on and on that's and so on good. across scenes that need cutting down and don't have good lines throughout all of them. And the most effective and scary scenes of this movie are the ones that are introspective and shit. It must really be hard to have that kind of difficulties and face that kind of shit. And you're not getting that kind of introspection when you're sitting around with your idiot friends. 
So you're not, it's not, you're not getting much out of this. Just go watch They Live and have a better night. Mm. You sealed it, I think, with that last little bit. This is a tough one to break. I I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna give it to Jack. I, I do think the movie is a little bit too long, and I do think if you're Boom. looking for camp, there are better places for it. But this is a good. This is this is the thin red line of of watching a movie <laughs> it's, it's with right your buddy. There. If yeah. if you guys have already seen, if you haven't, if you've seen all the other camping movies and you haven't seen this one, then probably give it a watch. But yeah, otherwise I'm going with Jack. <laughs> Boom. All right, so we've reviewed Monkey Shines, colon, An Experiment in Fear, but we are now out of movies to watch on the list. So that means it's time for another draft. Um, do we have an idea for how to do it this time? As a matter of fact, Jack, I do think we figured it out. We're going to do three categories again, much like we did last time. We're going to break it up a little bit differently. Category okay. one, horror-ish. We've talked about this with the horror-ish released roundup. There's a lot of movies that are... Horror adjacent. Horror, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe not particularly scary, or maybe very scary, depending on what your interpretation of the thing is. But uh, we should expand our world a little bit and have some conversations about what counts as horror and what doesn't count as horror. Two, challenge round. What movies we've seen that the other two haven't. Again, this is sort of mm. just getting out of our comfort zones, I guess, or whatever. But talking about lesser talked about movies that we think the other two haven't seen. Three, we just did... A little bit of a random number generation thing to pick out a random subgenre that we can zero in on and talk about kind of the finer points of. And much to my chagrin, houses or or trees were not picked. As the we're not was. picked, yeah. We're well, I mean, houses kinda. House is an integral part. We circled in on home invasion movies, so we're gonna let's just yeah. pick three quintessential home invasion movies. Awesome. I like it. Go. Now who's so? So the first category we're doing. Remind me, I've forgotten. Hor- oh, wow, horrorish. It's literally okay. thirty seconds ago. Well, that's a long time, Mark. And who's picking first? You are, Jack. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I pick that. Um, oh shit! What was the name of that movie? Oh my the god, Jason Sudeikis, uh, Annie Hathaway joint, uh, Colossal. Oh, from a couple months back. Yep. Okay. Okay. Where, uh, what, Annie Hathaway embodies a giant monster. Why are you calling her Why Annie? are you insisting on Annie? I, I, I don't I, We need to get to the bottom of this. Anne Hathaway. <laughs> her name's Anne, not Annie. Those of us who know her, Mark. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Her close Jack Hollywood circle. over here. Don't worry about it. I love that pick. Great pick. Okay. Awesome. Jake, your horror-ish pick. Uh, I'm going Turbo Kid. Ooh. All right. Yeah, another recent right. movie. Um... I have seen it. I yeah, I've, wa- I've been meaning. To I don't see this think one it fits super it. neatly within the horror genre, but it certainly does a lot of things that we would be willing to accept as horror fans, especially the gore. So Turbo Kid, nice, wonderful. Mark yourself. <laughs> I'm really excited about this one. Uh, I know you're doing already. <laughs> I, know I know you it. do. All the leaves are brown, guys, and the uh, sky is gray. And the sky is gray. We're watching Congo. Oh, shit. <laughs> I fucking love it. Uh, I can't wait to watch it. It's been so long. Awesome. I dig it. Sweet. That was that a takes rapid us... fire. 
pick session. That yeah, was. We, yeah, we, we need to take. Some, we need to take like a breather. Take some time. Let's talk about like a, like a freewheeling discussion <laughs> of like a challenge round movie. You've seen this. The others haven't. I got a good one for this. I know that you haven't seen mine. Well, like, I'm I'm easy. Fact. I've seen none of the shit you guys have seen. So you're basically just picking for think something Jake hasn't seen. Yeah, and I know for a fact Jake hasn't seen this one, or at least I assume it. That's the same thing, right? Um, yeah. I'm picking what might be the most classic Haunted House movie. Not very well known at all. Ah. Uh, I know I've talked to you guys about it a yeah. lot before. You mentioned this from... You mentioned this on our brief spot with Nightmare Junkhead. I did. Yeah. I did there too, yeah. It's a movie from 1941 called mm-hmm. The Uninvited. Excellent. I haven't seen Good it. Good variety. Way to interject some variety. Yes, indeed. Jake? Oh, my God. You should have to like drink while you think or something. How could I not? How could I not pick a movie I've talked about ad nauseum with you guys, and I've recommended so many times, and I still don't think you guys have seen the recommendation. Exactly. (laughs) I think I know what you're gonna say. (laughs) I'm going to spring. Yep, (laughs) I knew it. (laughs) Have either of you seen it? No. No. Perfect. We're watching spring. Nice. All right. I'm gonna give you guys. A little bit of a choice here. I'm confident neither of you have seen either of these. Do you want the one that is slightly better or the one that is slightly worse? Mark, I want well, the one that's that is really slightly hard better choice. at this point. You don't think it's fun to talk about crappy movies every once in a while? Every once in a while, it but every movie on the you kind pick of is crappy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to go with the slasher. Have either of you guys seen Urban Legend? I actually have seen Urban Legend. Fuck you. Okay, fine. I guess we're going with the other one. The worst one. You said specifically you hadn't seen Urban Legend last time I brought it up. Did I? Yes. (laughs) I've seen Urban Legend. Uh, Jack, you're wildly unreliable. (laughs) Okay, we're not watching Urban Legend. I have failed the challenge round. Yeah, you fucking suck. Uh, As a result, as punishment for Jack saying he hadn't seen something when he apparently had... We're going to watch the movie Virus. Jamie Lee Curtis, mid-90s. Let's oh, do this wow. thing. I have not seen that movie. It's, it's probably it's for good not reason. not what you're expecting. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Oh, yay. And then there's some third movie. Home Invasion. Home Invasion. Okay. Now, this one could uh, get I'm... a bit dicey. Let me just throw that one out there because we could all be thinking the same thing. Someone might I think we're all thinking the same in. thing. I think we are. Well, I think we well, all I'm have the exact live... same movie in mind. I'm going a different way. Are you really? Yeah, I'm going your next. That's the that's one. That's not I a different way. Of. That's the one I was thinking. Oh, <laughs> that's shit. exactly You're an what idiot, I was going to pick. <laughs> I think different. Why Mark, did you I'm think like that Steve was Jobs. a different way, Jack? I, I don't know. What was <laughs> the one different? that you thought was the same way? Well, I said it first, so you guys pick different movies then. Maybe did I'm going to pick. Maybe I'm going to pick Home Alone. How about that? Question, Jack. Did you have one picked out that you thought was the same way? Or did yeah. you just say uh, yeah, that regardless of what? Oh, watching the we already for the podcast. We already did that. Not, Not on, on the, the podcast. podcast. That'd be a revisit. And actually, technically, you guys did that without me. That was before. I was yeah, here. that was pre-Mark. That was like the oh, second okay. movie we watched on this joint. Okay. Who's next? You are. Oh my god, I don't know. Um, I think this counts as a home invasion because it's been a really long time since I've seen it. But I, my recollection of it is this particular movie is very focused on home invasion and that's the purge i i guessed you were gonna guess the purge okay (laughs) jack i really did you've lost all all predictive (laughs) 
like abilities. <laughs> Mark, are you allowing it? I specifically asked, yes, I'm allowing it, but I specifically asked if he had another one in mind, and then he said no, and then he said that he predicted that you did this. No, you asked, I did, and I had the Strangers was the one I thought everybody was going to go to. We are firing on all But when that wasn't the case, I thought Jake was going to go with the Purge. Especially when he's talking about whether or not it is really a home invasion. Okay. Mark? Save us. I need need to think of one. So I think I'm going to mix in a little bit of an inversion of the home invasion movie. A reverse home invasion, you might say? Reverse home invasion. Uh, We'll see how this one turns out. I haven't heard a whole lot about this one following its release, so that might not be a great indicator. But... Great. Let's watch Intruders. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Here we go. I gotta right. bring the bad movies to the podcast, because you guys are unwilling to. That's not true. <laughs> we just watched Monkey Shines, which That's is a great movie. Point. And but before I have that, we watched movies. Destroy All Monsters. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I... Yep. Good work. Let's get the fuck out of here. It feels like about goddamn time. Please. It, it... It really is. This has been episode 50 of the A to 50? Z Horror. Yeah, 50. Woo! Five zero of the A to Z Horror cast. To check Fanfare. out everything we have going on, head on over to A to Z Horror.com or come hang out with us on any of our social media channels. That's going to be Twitter, Facebook, wherever you want to find us. Uh, as always, the music's been coming at you from space. That is space without the A. And all those links are going to be down there in the description below if Jack does his job. And to check out everything else that's going on in the Phantom Podcast Network, head on over to downrightcreepy.com slash phantom. As we just ran through, we're going to be getting into a new crop of movies next week, and we're going to start with one of the challenge round movies. We're going to check out Jack's pick, which is the 1941. Is that right, Jack? Yep. 1941 flick, The Uninvited. Neither Mark nor I have seen it. We'll see how it goes. So until next week, get your buddies, grab some beers, and watch some horror movies. Have a great week, everybody. All right, so we've reviewed Monkey Shines, colon, An Experiment in Fear, but we are now out of movies to watch on the list. So that means it's time for another draft. Um, do we have an idea for how to do it this time? Time? No, Jack. No, we don't. Oh, that's, that's what we're going to talk about. <laughs> oh, okay. That's the exact <laughs> thing we were talking about, talking about. <laughs> <laughs>